Hoo-de-hoo, everybody. Brandon Lewis here. Boy, the old legislature is in session, and we are beginning to see that many owe campaign promise, many a stump speech, many a platform printed on a postcard or put on Facebook or perhaps campaign website. Oh, now those times are long gone. The elections are a few months ago. All that stuff was just theater, smoke and mirrors. Now we get into the real legislating, or lack thereof, and we're going to bring you the seven big stories, and it's going to it's gonna be disappointing. We do have a couple of bright spots. Some of the things, if I may whet your palate, we're going to talk about uh, removing the governor's unilateral abilities in an emergency, a little bit about Tennessee's hoping for more transparency, but they may they may be disappointed. Uh, we, we've begun to live with disappointment if you're a conservative and you keep up. Legislation is filed uh, to limit foreign ownership of Tennessee property. A little bit of info about GOP leaders trying to remove critical criteria for law enforcement. We're going we're gonna to be asking some tough questions about that. We're going to get into some bills filed to take aim at term limits. Now, Billy, old Bill Lee, when he ran, said he was going to be a big proponent of term limits. Yeah, yeah. Harumph, harumph. I wonder if he'll get right behind this. I bet he will. Somebody should call him up. And we're going to talk a little bit about Information Protection Act uh, would guard residents' personal data uh, from the big tech overlords and some health care options being limited by all the old-fashioned lobbying that's going up there. Boy, you put in a penny of lobbying and pack money in Nashville and you get a pound. Brandon Lewis, 10Con, Big 7, Weekend Update. Please do go to Twitter. I'm pushing that pretty hard. Uh, we're getting some influence there. We are watching some subscribers, sub-sub-sub-subscribers come through. I'm sorry, that's not latency, that's just me. Uh, there, if you would follow us there on Twitter, just search Tennessee Conservative and you will find us. Please do go to the other places where overlords, uh, the Orwellian big brother, are not censoring free speech in the United States of America, something as a child I never thought I would see happen, and that is Gab, Getter, Truth, Parlor, rum, Rumble, Rumble, and MeWe. Before we get into the stories, <clears throat> let us first get to the mailbag. And in the mailbag, here we go. I got a note written on the back. Something I almost missed, but my wife didn't because she sees everything, knows everything. It was on the back of a contribution form. Uh, and it says, Mr. Lewis, it was a pleasure talking to you uh, this morning and uh, up in Wilson, Williamson rather County. And I saw you at Moms for Liberty. I rely on you to keep me informed in Tennessee on policies. Thank you so much for what you do, Tom. Tom, well, thank you, and I appreciate your support. I also got a note from my friend here. My friend here, Steve Abramowitz, I'm not going to read it all, but it says, Hello, Jason, uh, the brains, which is true, and Brandon, the muscle. Woo, if you're counting on me for muscle. I got, I guess pound for pound I'm doing all right. They just need to blow me up a little bit. Uh, Brandon Lewis, uh, the muscle of the great Tennessee conservative, thank you for all your time and money invested in providing the only conservative uh, news source in Tennessee, and that is true. As John Lennon said, uh, only less communist uh, imagine, imagine if 10 people that enjoy your news contributed $100 a month and what you could do with that uh, $1,000 a month that would add up to, you could actually educate and affect policies that keep Tennessee, Tennessee. So, and he goes on to talk about everything uh, and how much he appreciates what we did 
to uh, inform the folks at the Williamson County Moms for Liberty. And he closes by saying, God bless you at Tennessee Conservative. As Loretta Lynn once said, you've got to continue to grow or you're just like last night's cornbread, stale and dry. Hey, I didn't know anybody else knew a Loretta Lynn quote but me. Loretta Lynn, or Loretta rather, is the uh, middle name of my oldest daughter. I was thinking we might call her Loretta Lewis, but it ended up being Sylvia after her great-grandmother? That would be correct. And my wife's grandmother. All right, guys, enough of that. First story, I even turned the slide on time. But write in the comment section as you write this, from which you write this, what you think about these stories. Share them in the groups, wherever you are. Share them on your profile. We need you to help us break the maniacal hold of the conservative censoring Facebook algorithms. All right, here we go. A new bill would remove governors, uh, remove the governor's unilateral ability to extend emergency powers. This should have been done two and a half years ago. It amazes me, and this is something I could not quite get over until I learned about the nature of our leadership or lack thereof in the General Assembly in both chambers. They would not even stand up for Tennesseans' right to be represented during the emergency for their constituents. For example, if you are a state senator or a state rep, you represent X number of people. That's the whole reason you're sent to Nashville. Well, during this state of emergency, you might as well have not had a state rep or a state senator because they did not speak up, they did not uh, vote on anything, they did not take back their rights as a distinct branch of government in Tennessee. We basically lived under a monarchy as it related to our medical freedoms and many other freedoms for two and a half years. Now we finally got somebody with the cojones to put this up and hopefully... The legislature and the leadership will do what's right. So please do email your state senator, email your state rep and say, hey, you know, two and a half years when you were hiding behind Billy's coattail and you wouldn't actually even represent your constituents as you should have because you are a separate branch of government. Now that the, the, that the time that it would have actually helped has passed, maybe you could make up some very small amount by actually doing the job you should have done two and a half years ago on this. A new bill. Filed by freshman lawmaker Brian Ritchie will attempt to tackle the issue of executive powers by the governor and their use in the case of a state of emergency, or in Bill Lee's case, a bunch of bullcrap that was made up that we now know to all have been lies that people are short or quickly forgetting, but I will never forget, and I hope you don't either. As our current legislation stands, the governor has the authority to declare a state of emergency via executive order and the unilateral ability to renew that order before the legislative expiration period of 60 days, so long as it has uh, renewed by the governor before that 60-day deadline, it can remain in perpetuity. In perpetuity, which is basically what happened. I thought at least the selfishness of the rhinos, the whole reason the Tennessee state constitution is written so that we have separate branches of government is that so that one man in this situation, Bill Lee, cannot run roughshod over the rights of the entire state because there are checks and balances. Why in the world the legislature would not stand up for its rights as a separate branch of government perplexes me. We don't have leadership. That, I mean, that is a perfect litmus test of leadership. And, it, and, it, and session after session came and went, and we failed over and over again. If you cannot stand up for separation of powers as a Republican, what could you possibly stand up for? And as a governor, if you do not respect 
the Tennessee Constitution enough to understand that separation of powers are necessary for the good of Tennesseans, I don't trust you either. There are no current permanent provisions to address the 60-day time frame or make any allowances for the General Assembly to intervene on the people's behalf. And they sure as hell didn't during all that until Janice Bowling and Mark Pody and Dennis Powers and Terry Lynn Weaver and Bruce Griffey and a few others stood up and said, Hey, now. And finally, as they saw the worm turning, it's just like everything else. They wait till it's on fire. And then the, the state reps and the state senators who have been fighting the fire for two years get pushed out of the limelight so they can come up and do what's quote-unquote right when the cameras turn on. House Bill 189 seeks to repeal the authority of the governor to renew an executive order to address an emergency for 45 days. It authorizes the governor to call the General Assembly into an extraordinary session to address the emergency, and if and only if the General Assembly fails to address the emergency, it authorizes the governor to renew executive order uh, for one year after the expiration of the original order or one year after the adjournment of session, whichever occurs later. See, here's the thing. If it's really an emergency, like a true emergency, we could have a special session every 45 days and no state rep or state uh, uh, legislative state senator would care because we'd be in a true emergency. But this was not an emergency. And if you tried to call them up there every 45 days, they'd be like, there's not an emergency. I'm not coming up there. Let's, get, let's go back to business as usual, which is what should have happened. Next story. Tennesseans hoping for more transparency during a legislative session may be disappointed. The Tennessee General Assembly is promising more transparency during this, during this year's legislative session. A new dashboard has been launched, a resource that will allow Tennesseans to view all House committee and floor calendar legislation, amendments, etc., both those proposed as well as those approved and video on all House legislative initiatives. However, according to Rule 60 on page 14 of the House Rules, an amendment can be filed by 2 p.m. and be heard the following day. I don't know if you know anything about the news cycle. I don't know if you know anything about people's ability to take themselves away from raising their kids and working and everything else. But if you put a bill in at 2 p.m. and it can be heard the following day, I mean, I guess that's better than not letting people look at it at all. But, I mean, that's almost as bad as it not ever being seen. While the amendments will technically now be available ahead of voting, there's still little time for Tennesseans to review these amendments that are added to caption bills and communicate with their representatives about them. Additionally, some changes of the roles in the Senate may be bad for conservatives. Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, the crusader for all things conservative. Not true. Made two key Senate appointments with Todd Gardenhire being appointed to serve as chairman of the Judiciary Committee and John Lundberg being reappointed as chairman of the Education Committee. Oh, John Lundberg's on the, on the Education Committee. Boy, I'm telling you what, his record is exemplary. I mean, two-thirds of kids can't read and write in this state. Money keeps being thrown at this broken system. We don't have any school choice. Customer service is terrible. School boards won't listen to parents. There's indoctrination all over the place. I don't see how anybody who has failed that epically and shares some responsibility for the terrible state of education in Tennessee could be reappointed to that job. Everyone who is at the top of the education system in Tennessee should have been fired. No company, no head of household could possibly 
deliver results as abysmal as those by John Lundberg and still have a job. In disappointing turn of events, Senator Janice Bowling was removed from her role as Deputy Speaker. You know why? Because she was conservative and she stood up. That's exactly why. There are no conservatives hardly in leadership. If you get on a committee under Sexton and under McNally, you better have compromised your conservative convictions at some point or have shown a willingness to do so. Bowling earned the Tennessee Conservatives Tusk, Tough Tusk Award in 2022 for her deep principle moorings in conservatism and for bold steps to solve problems that conservative primary voters care about. The position of Deputy Speaker is now held by three senators, Shane Reeves, the guy who sponsored the bill to give illegal aliens professional licenses and who fought against medical freedom. This is the kind of people that get that are replacing Janice Bowling, if that gives you any idea. John Stevens, who voted against uh, the bill that would have simply made it illegal to transport illegal uh, aliens into our state, meaning that if you're a private company, you can't fly them, bus them, or, or drive them by rail into our state. John Stevens voted against that. Pro-illegal immigration, John Stevens. Don White. Well, at least there's some ray of hope there. In the Tennessee Conservative 2022 Rhino Report, Lieutenant uh, Randy McNally was named Rhino Legislator of the Year in the Senate, while Shane Reeves and John Stevens made the top five. So you wonder who's replacing folks in the Tennessee Senate leadership. There you have it. Terrible. All right, guys, let me tell you about something that is not terrible. And I just got off the uh, the news line with this fighter of freedom, my friend, uh, Lori Cardoza-Moore. And I'd like to encourage you to go to the Proclaiming Justice... Dip, dip, dip. Why don't they just bring Porky Pig out here? Maybe he could do a better job. I've been stumbling and fumbling over my words all day today. Too much talking, I suppose. Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, Taking Back America's Children Summit. Okay, guys? Now, this thing's coming up this coming weekend by the time you hear this. Not this weekend, but this is going to be on January 29th in Franklin, Tennessee, and you'll hear from the top voices in America today urging parents and concerned citizens to combat the falsehoods about Israel, Christianity, and U.S. history in public, I would call them government schools. You'll discover simple steps for engaging in the fight in your hometown and reclaiming your children's classrooms and kicking people off the school board that will not listen to parents. The summit will educate, motivate, and activate attendees to fight these falsehoods infiltrating the textbooks and curriculum of our classrooms. Join the battle to ensure our next generation of leaders is guided by facts, not left-leaning political agendas. You'll learn about strategies and languages used by left-leaning education reformers, the power of social media in vocalizing your concerns, and ways to motivate other citizens to take action. It will be at the Williamson County Enrichment Center in Franklin, Tennessee, 7.30 to 5.30 on January 29th. Go to pjtn.org, pj, like PJs, pajamas, tn, like Tennessee.org, pjtn, and receive a gift of 10% off anything at the PJTN store. Go there today. You'll be in good company for a great organization. Don't delay. Get those tickets today. All right. Next story. I'll be talking to this gentleman in about one hour from now. Senator Frank Nicely, 
one of the few conservatives we got up there. Senator Nicely was actually the individual who supported, co-sponsored the bill in the Senate with the bill that, that Powers had about just saying, hey, you can't mass transport illegal aliens into Tennessee as a commercial company in any method. Stevens voted against it on that committee and was one of many that helped kill it. Kill it. Garden Hire helped kill it. And uh, Mike Bell, who's no longer in there, helped kill it. Everybody talks about this stuff, but then they, when it comes time to do it, they don't vote for it. Sounds like, and that's just good old-fashioned lying where I come from. <clears throat> Two Republican legislators have filed companion bills in the Tennessee legislature to prohibit foreign ownership of real property in Tennessee by non-resident aliens and foreign entities. Senate Bill 0122, sponsored by Senator Frank Nicely, and House Bill 0040, sponsored by Representative Jay Reedy, stipulates that if the country where a non-resident alien or foreign entity resides has laws on the books that deny citizens of the United States or its territories possessions from purchasing real property in that country, that they in turn are prohibited from owning real property in the volunteer state. That would be communist China, because you can't own Jack Doodley nor Squat in communist China, to my understanding and knowledge, because it is... Communist, which is where so many would like to see our society heading. And I would say that many rhinos are letting the camel's nose underneath the tent every day because they're two sides of the same coin with the Democrats. we got a handful of conservatives up there, mainly representing the rural areas in Tennessee, that keep us from being even worse than we already are. The legislation states that foreign entities and non-resident aliens will not uh, be divested of the real property that was acquired prior, prior to July 1st, 2023, although I believe they should, but said owners must register said property with the Tennessee Secretary of State if owned after that date. We should have a list of these people. The Tennessee Secretary of State finds a foreign entity or non-resident alien to be in violation of the terms laid out in the legislation. The fine is not to exceed $2,000 for each violation may be levied. In addition, each violation will also be reported to the Tennessee Attorney General for further action in circuit court at the county where the property is located. That's a good idea. I ought to use that in the United States all the way around, and if I'm not mistaken, and I may be because I don't follow that as closely as I do things that are going on in our state, I believe that Ron DeSantis in Florida has sponsored or has encouraged or is leading similar legislation in the Sunshine State. Here's a good one, guys. Tennessee House GOP leader files bill to remove critical criteria for local law enforcement applicants. Leading Tennessee State House Republican William Lambreth has introduced a bill that would allow all permanent residents, including foreign nationals, non-citizens, to apply and be considered for positions in any local law enforcement agencies throughout the state of Tennessee. I don't know if we need non-citizens policing U.S. citizens in Tennessee. William Lambert does. You might email William Lambert and ask him if this is a good idea. If you know of anybody that lives in William Lambert's district, you might ask him, do we need non-citizens policing citizens? I don't think we do. I think it opens up a can of worms. I think it's no different than them giving people that are probably illegal aliens licenses for professionals, uh, professional licenses rather in our state. 
You know, the funny thing is, we want less foreign labor in Tennessee as Republican conservative primary voters. We want less um, illegal immigration, but every time a bill is filed, instead of reducing it, it seems to be increasing it. It's like, let's see if we can do this thing. Let's see if we can do this thing. Let's marry together the need for policing and, and loosening immigration laws. It's never tightening it. It's never turning off the magnets. It's always turning them on. Republicans. Current law requires that anyone who wishes to be considered for employment as a law enforcement officer, if not fully-fledged citizen by birth or naturalization, have proof of having served in any branch of the United States military and an honorable discharge from that branch. However, Lambert's House Bill 56 seeks to remove the military requirement and open up law enforcement positions for non-citizens defined as, quote, qualified permanent legal residents in the bill text. The Tennessee conservative reached out to Lambert for clarification of his intent, but received no reply. I'll see if I can get a reply out of him later today. Email William Lambert. Just say, I I mean, I I think you probably share my sentiment. We don't need non-citizens policing Tennessee citizens. We don't. I don't think we do. I think it sets a bad precedent. I don't think we need it. Next story. All right, guys. I'll tell you what the story is. We're broke over here because conservatives, you know, here's the thing. I'll tell you this. There is a prevailing theme on this show, and that is that Republicans say one thing on the campaign trail and in public opinion and in front of conservative primary voters, and yet they do another. Well, here's another prevailing theme. Conservatives that claim to be conservative that it is something that defines who they are, that if you ask them who they were, and if they listed the top five to ten characteristics, one of which would probably come up is their conservative values. Well, I'm here to tell you that if you look at your bank account, and if you look at your calendar over the last 90 days, and if there is not some kind of evidence that you support conservative causes with your time and or your money, those are probably not really your values. Time and money, that tells you where you stand on things. So I would like to encourage you to put some time and some money where your mouth is if you haven't yet, and if you have, thank you. If it weren't for you, we wouldn't still be here. You are the thin red line that is propping up this show. I appreciate you very, very much. Please do help support our work and our workers. Jason, Paula, Helen, our freelancers. Please, please, please help us here. You can mail us, as some people do, at the mailbag, Tennessee Conservative. 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. I'll give it to you again. 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. Or go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support, which is what most people do. I need to update that video on there. It's a little bit outdated. And if you give any amount, you'll get this proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker. This Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker which is met with about 95% goodwill and about 5% venom and hatred. And we do have, dum da da brand new, hot off the presses, updated directories of all of your legislative critters up there in Nashville, in both the House, and you could even get like William Lambert and say, hey, Bill, I don't really think that we should have non-citizens policing Tennessee citizens. I think it's a bad idea. I think it's a bad idea. Let me see if we can find old old William Williams. Uh, where is he on here? There he is. Rep. William. Lambert at capital. gov. Look, see how handy that is. And we even got a phone number on here. If you want to call William Lambert and say, "What in the hell are you thinking, buddy?" 
You would call him at 615-741-1980. is an easy year to remember. 615-741-1980. William Lambert. I don't think we need non-citizens policing Tennessee citizens. And if you get $50 or more, or if you give a recurring donation of $10 or more, we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler. It is made of stern, strong stuff. Stern, strong stuff. Uh, this thing actually uh, is made of, of one of the, one of the uh, shells that came down uh, during the Civil War here in Chickamauga. I went out and mined every piece of this steel, refined it, uh, sent it to our manufacturers, and made these mugs out of it. Uh, it, it, it has a rebellious heart, rebellious heart, uh, deep inside the center of this tumbler, and you can put all of your favorite beverages in here and drink them and know that every, with every sip, with every sip, you're supporting conservative journalism in Tennessee. And should you wish to uh, drink uh, beer out of a can directly without pouring it into a glass like some sort of heathen, some knuckle-dragging heathen, you can put it uh, in this proud Tennessee conservative koozie as Brandon Lewis does. All right, guys, tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. Thank you for those of you who give. Help us get to a 5% giving level. That does not seem much to ask, to have 5% of people pulling for the 95% that don't. So please help us jump on that 5% bandwagon. Next story. Tennessee Information Protection Act would guard residents' personal data from abuse by big tech. Bo seems to be getting into this because he's also got a social media censorship bill that he has reintroduced that I hope passes in Tennessee. You're not hearing much about it. I appreciate Bo carrying these things. Representative Johnny Garrett explained in a phone interview with the Tennessee conservative that currently there's no law in place in the volunteer state that prevents big tech companies from selling customers' personal data to third parties. There's also no avenue for residents who wish to have said um, to companies to delete their personal information and or have it returned to them on request. Garrett's bill aims to remedy that and is being carried in the Senate by Senator Bo Watson. Senate Bill 73, if passed, the act gives the Tennessee Attorney General the authority to sue on residents' behalf and the companies are found to be not in compliance. And I, I bet you right now that slick Armani suit-wearing lobbyist that came and tried to kill and probably did in the budget the last bill that Bo introduced on preventing social media censorship that was also carried by Dennis Powers. I bet he is down there working the rhinos hand over fist right now, probably plying them with some money, putting some pack money in there. Garrett stated that he is personally lobbying his legislation to other lawmakers to garner votes for the passage of this bill and that will help the consumers win. In the end, Senator Watson has also just reintroduced legislation, I was talking about this, in the Senate that aims to help stymie social media censorship in Tennessee uh, for elections while preserving the First Amendment rights of all Tennesseans in today's online public square. Senate Bill 111 would designate social media platforms as common carriers and require the entities to obtain certificates of public convenience and necessity from the Tennessee Public Utilities Commission. This bill prescribes fines against social media platforms that deplatform and shadow ban users based on political ideology, viewpoint, personal animus, discrimination based on race, creed, color, religion, sex, age, or national origin. Representative Dennis Powers, who is the main architect of the bill, believes social media is the town square of our time and that social media companies are common carriers just like the phone company, a hotel chain, and they should not discriminate on political ideology. All right, here's a little alert for you. I want you to email your state rep or your state senator, any of them that you have a relationship with personally, and ask them if they are going to help, and they'll know what this is, Bo Watson or Dennis Powers' social media censorship bill. If you're listening to this right now, pause the audio, pause the video. Pause it. Just pause it. 
stop, open up your phone, send a text message, send an email to your state rep or your state senator and ask them if they are going to support Dennis Powers and Bo Watson's bill on this very important issue. You'll be doing yourself a favor and you'll be protecting free speech in our state. Next story. Went up there to Nash Vegas. Got to sit down with this young man. Was excited to talk to him. Got some guts. Got some gusto. He's going up there to shake things up. He gets like the only person that took my advice about how some, to do some of the practical things about campaigning. And he beat a terrible incumbent that was a rhino through and through. And I hope him uh, good luck up there because, buddy, you're going to need it. Tennessee Healthcare Options Limited by Certificate of Need Laws says new report. I think we may have gotten this in out of order. Or maybe I flipped it out of order. Or maybe I flipped and missed the story. I'm going to do this one and I'm going to look on the floor and see if I can find the other one. Tennessee's Healthcare Options Limited by Certificate of Need Laws says new report. Hold on a second. Let's see here. Here I am. Sorry. This is my fault. I missed your story up there, buddy. Bill filed by freshman conservative lawmaker takes aim at term limits in securing primary elections for Tennessee. Newly elected lawmaker to the Tennessee House of Representatives Brian Ritchie has filed new bills in a joint House resolution to tackle key issues in the terms of term limits for local officials and official party registration to help secure primary elections in Tennessee, basically meaning term limits and you got to be a Republican to vote in Republican primaries. House Bill 118 and uh, House Joint Resolution 35 is introduced, establishes a referendum process by which the electorate of local government in this state may vote to establish 16-year term limits for the public officials of the local government. I'm all for it. If successful, the question of whether an elected or appointed official should have their term limits to 16 years could be placed on the November 2024 ballot. House Bill 0121 prescribes a process by which a person must declare a statewide political party or recognize minor party affiliation before voting in a primary election. We need this. All over Tennessee, this last election cycle, rhinos were elected by slim margins because they got just enough of the Democrats, the ones that actually pay attention, that are politically engaged, the alter egos of the folks that pay attention to the Tennessee conservative to go out there and pull a lever in a Republican primary to get a rhino. This bill would amend current legislation closing primary election to voters who have established their party allegiance, and that information is then added to their voting records. Those voters who do not choose a major or minor party affiliation will be declared independent and not allowed to vote in any primary as it should be. Richie said the overall purpose for primaries is for Republican voters to decide on their candidates and Democrat voters to decide on theirs. No effing crap. Why is it so hard to get done? Independent voters are traditional swing voters. Several states already have closed or semi-closed primaries. Now it's time for Tennessee to accomplish this as well. I'm with Mr. Ritchie on both of these items. We need term limits and we need Republicans voting in Republican primaries. Seem like very common sense, straightforward things to do. Next story. The actual next story. Tennesseans health care options limited by certificate of need law says new report. As if anyone wouldn't know. A new report released by the Beacon Center reveals that Tennessee's con laws, certificate of need laws, 
are affecting the quality and availability of health care across the state. According to the report, con laws protect existing hospitals from new competitors. Basically what this means, these hospital systems send these lobbyists up there with these big bags of money, and they say, hey, you know, buddy, is there any way, like, is there any way we could probably, you know, kind of keep this racket going that we've got in this rural area and, and maybe prevent home birth centers or somebody from having a heart clinic or dialysis or something? Is there some way if we gave you enough money and, and kind of showed up in Nashville enough and whispered in your ear, could you prevent free enterprise from these areas? Yeah, sure, buddy. As a result, Tennesseans have been denied access to care, available only in other parts of the state. Ridiculous. The Beacon Center says that if Tennessee's con laws were repealed, the state could potentially have up to 63 more hospitals, with 25 of those located in rural areas. I bet just at the mention of this, in the writing of the article, they hired three more lobbyists and put 300 grand more into the PAC money up there. Beacon Policy Director Ron Schultes said, Certificate of Need laws deprive millions of Tennesseans of better access to care and hundreds of millions of dollars in economic investment in their local communities with health care as expensive and complex as it is, the government shouldn't arbitrarily limit options and access for patients by protecting current providers from competition. Repealing certificate of need laws would save lives and should be one of the top priorities of the legislature this session, which probably means it freaking won't be. Here's a problem that's straightforward and easy. Yeah, but would it cost me a dollar? Would it cost me a pack dollar? Man, I can't do that. Pack dollars? Nope. Gotta keep them. Is that going to make that guy that comes into my office five times a day that wears that Armani suit, is that going to piss him off? Can't do it. Sorry, Tennesseans. I'll campaign on it. We can't do it, though. Of note, we have yet to see a single bill introduced in the legislature to address con laws this session so far. I wonder why. Closed circuit transmission to anybody at the Beacon Center. Let me know if you've got a possible piece of legislation that you're trying to run on this i would like to see it happen you know my experience with that certificate of need nonsense has everything you know we had two home births and let me tell you about my experience there so it would have cost us twenty thirty thousand dollars to have had a birth in a hospital and we would have been shuffled in there like cows we would we would my wife would have probably been forced to have a c-section whenever the doctor wasn't playing golf the doctor wouldn't have even shown up until after the baby was born, probably. And we would have had to fought hand over fist to have had a natural birth without a bunch of drugs and a bunch of coercion and everything else. So we just had the first one in our house and the second one at our midwife's house. For three, $4,000, maybe less, we had like excellent nutrition care. We met with the midwife who does only the delivery of babies, nothing else, like 100% delivery of babies, not a not a generalist, but a specialist, and only that thing. I don't know, 12, 13 hours of prenatal care and meetings, nutrition supplementation, have the lady's phone number on your phone, two care, for, uh, care providers were at our house, I think the first time, like 18 hours, maybe longer, and like the second time, seven, eight hours under their direct supervision and care. It was less expensive, and it was a better product and service. You can't find a home birth center anywhere around a hospital. You have to go, I think, as far in, in East Tennessee as Sweetwater to have it. Why? And it's because of stupid laws like this. 
that deprive the free market from doing what the free market does best, and that is to actually serve the constituents of Tennessee. This kind of stuff needs to be stopped. At least that's what I think. Opinions may vary. All right, guys. That's the news. That's the news that you can use that gives you the blues. <laughs> All right, so what's going on this weekend? This is the part everybody tunes into. They fast forward past all the news to find out what's going on at the Lewis household this weekend. So, tonight, I'm going to a bachelor party. Woo! Now, I know it sounds like that's something that somebody my age shouldn't be doing, and I shouldn't know anybody that's still getting married unless it's on their third or fourth marriage at this point. But in fact, and indeed, one of my best friend's sisters is getting married um, this weekend. I wish the bride and the groom the best of luck. And uh, the groom, uh, who I have met two or three times because I am an adopted member of this family, as I am three or four other families. It's always the family members and then the Lewises. I've been adopted into these families over the years. They probably just feel sorry for me. I don't blame them. I'm the charity project. And so uh, he is a member of the United States Armed Forces, and he had some of his best men, uh, groomsmen, get called away by Uncle Sam, last-minute notice. And so, um, and he is not from around here. And so I'd rather than it be a small party, Eric calls me up and said, would you like to go to a bachelor party? And I said, sure, I can do it, as long as I'm in bed by about 10 o'clock. <laughs> i got to work tomorrow because I've got the Painting Profit Summit coming up this next weekend and i'm just in full-on work my butt off mode so that's what i'm doing tonight bachelor party truncated for me an old man bachelor party i'm going to show up and give it my best for a limited amount of time and then get home tomorrow we're going to have about 40 some odd people at our house for a baby shower uh, for one of my very best friends who i introduced one of my other friends at the lewis household which is primarily going to be women at the house but I'm going to try to ease in there toward the end because there are some people there that I want to see that are friends with my best friend that I introduced my other best friend. Uh, in particular, uh, the wife of my friend Callie. Not wife. The wife. <laughs> that came out a different way than I thought. The mother of my friend Callie, who's the wife of my other best friend Ashley, who is a man, like an Ashley of Gone with Wind. And so I want to see her. Um, before she leaves because she's coming in from out of town and there's some other friends of my friend that I am friends with that I would like to at least say hey to before they go on and this is their second one which was a surprise a surprise uh, because my my friend Ashley had had a vasectomy that apparently didn't take and so <laughs> they have one on the way man makes plans and God laughs um, and then my wife and I are going to go to a convivium celebration, and that is uh, a KA event. Uh, that's Kappa Alpha Order. I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Order, and our spiritual founder is Robert Edward Lee. And we have uh, we celebrate his birthday uh, every year. It is on January 19th, and so the weekend that is closest to that, it is a tradition that has been going on since 1865 uh, with that fraternity, and we are going to continue it on. And I know all that makes me a terrible, awful racist because I would celebrate uh, someone who fought in the Civil War on the south side uh but there's so much about general lee uh, that recommends him and the war of the states is a very complicated thing and while everyone else may run screaming screaming from any type of um any type of uh, negative social pressure 
from folks to completely abandon your heritage at the mention of anything and to grovel and to apologize on bended knee, I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. I think that you can be a good person and still appreciate history and not have a racist bone in your body, which is how I try to live my life. All right, guys. I hope that you are doing well. That's what we're going to do. Oh, I forgot to tell you. We got, we're got we lucky. We're going to go to that celebration, and then in Mama, and I, uh, we're just going to stay downtown. We've got a babysitter. Uh, babysitting has been far and few between, and date nights have been far and few between during this busy season since the holidays. So I'm going to get to spend some time with my beautiful bride uh, without our accompanying children, although I do love them dearly. Occasionally, you do need to leave those little darlings with someone else so that you can recreate the time that you used to have uh, prior to having those wards attached to you 24-7. All right, guys, that's what's going on. That's what's going on this weekend. Hope to get to church on Sunday. Probably going to be the late service. Probably going to be the late service. Um, and then I'm going to be working hard. You will you will not hear from me perhaps next week in the TenCon Big 7. We will have a substitute because I'm going to be working my fanny off about the time that I should bring you this broadcast. So guys, pray for me over the next week. It is going to be a challenging and stressful one in my paying job, which allows me to do this job, my non-paying job. So pray that that goes well and lots of people throw bags of money at me so that I can help them. Uh, that would help me out so that I can help you out and continue to lead the Tennessee conservative news. All right, guys, that's what's going on at the Lewis family household. Pay attention to this legislative session. Send the emails. Send the text messages. Reach out to folks like William Lamberth and say, I don't think that's a good idea. And reach out to all your state reps, all your state senators, friends that you have, and ask them, are you going to support Dennis Powers and Bo Watson's bill on social media censorship? We need free speech in Tennessee because it only affects one side, and it's ours. Brandon Lewis of the Tennessee Conservative News, love you, mean it. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.